Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your host, two-time world champion, Andy Groneman and friends, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, where we up your barbecue game with tips and tricks from the legends and leaders in the barbecue world. I'm your host, Andy Groneman, along with executive producer T-Bone, and this week... Well, this week, T-Bone also gets to do one of his favorite things, and that is wear the co-host hat. Well, okay, he isn't really a fan of it, but uh, I'm usually the one that's hard to schedule around, but this week it's our co-host, isn't it, T-Bone? It is nuts this week. We have stuff going on, and anybody who barbecues in this town is tied up because of the NFL draft. Yeah, the NFL draft is here. Uh, and you know, they're doing it in front of union station and the, the stage that they built in front of union station on the South lawn is actually larger than union the, station. Than the footprint of union it's, station. Uh, yeah. It's pretty wild. And they are doing a barbecue showdown as part of that. I, I happen to know a guy that's going to be part of that showdown. Uh, who, anybody I know he's, he's sitting across from me. He's sitting across from me. Yeah. Yeah. You? Right now. Oh, Yep, yeah, I'm okay. part of that. Wait so, a minute, wait a minute. And, and this is the hilarious part. And and who is the master of ceremonies of, of, of that circus? Why the master of ceremonies is Todd Johns of Plowboy's <laughs> Barbecue. I think that's what he, he's at home writing his script right now. Or something. Yeah, so he and Mitchell are going to be the MCs of the event. Uh, you've got some great Kansas City barbecue like Chef Jay. You've got Oklahoma Joe's. You've got, you know, Scott's Hanger. you got all these great... Uh, barbecue venues uh, that are going to be showing up and competing in the barbecue showdown stage. And ESPN is actually going to allow all of that to be aired on the website. I believe you can watch each of the showdowns live. And then they take the winner from each of the mini showdowns and have a steak cook-off amongst them as the final. So I get to do a little competing on the local stage. It'll be fun. You better take this down, man. It's going to be on ESPN for crying out loud. Well, that's what I mean. That's how we do it. We'll see how it goes. And, you know, so we've got a great guest today and, you know, he's a good friend. And if you're trying to up your cooking game, you have probably watched some of his super informative videos on the All Things Barbecue YouTube channel. He runs their blog, The Sauce, and puts out a ton of content. Tom Jackson's going to be on with us today. And you can check out his Instagram at Chef Tom Jackson, or you can head on over to atbbq.com, go straight to the homepage recipe links for the latest content. And you can sign up for their insider newsletter where he shares lots of recipes and tips and tricks every week. Uh, So it's really going to be great to have Tom on and and kind of talk about some of that stuff. And then in our fourth segment, uh, T-Bone's been reading again. Uh, Somebody got him fresh glasses. I was really bored. (laughs) We like to keep him blind, but, you know, they got him glasses and they're letting him read again. And he read an article in the USA Today that talks about the mistakes that can ruin your backyard barbecue. So I think he's going to quiz me on some of those so that we can make sure that nobody's ruining their backyard barbecues uh, this summer. So we'll look at that in the fourth segment, I think. Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to see uh, 
what you have to say compared to the barbecue experts at USA Today. <laughs> we'll take that. <laughs> well, now it is time for our Ask Andy segment, which is brought to you this month by Smoke on Wheels Barbecue Marinade, which you can get, of course, at All Things Barbecue. Just head on over to atbbq.com. And don't forget, you can get yourself a Barbecue Radio Network t-shirt if we use your question on the air. So go over to Facebook, leave us a question, let us know what uh, what you need to know, what you need me to answer. And of course, while the supplies last, we are also sending you a copy of the Barbecue Bible from Stephen Reichlin. It's the 25th anniversary of the Barbecue Bible. He gave us generously some signed copies of that to give out. So as long as we still have those, you will also get a signed copy of the Barbecue Bible as part of your uh, question submission when we use that on the air. So, T-Bone, what do you got for us? Well, I just want to say first, you know, it's simple. Just send an email to askandy at barbbqradionetwork.com. Just like Lori Stevens from Mansfield, Ohio. Andy, I have seasoned my smoker and grates with canola oil. I even did it three times on the grates. I feel I'm more ready this season to barbecue than any other. Thanks for all the previous advice and pointers. My question is this. How long is that supposed to last before it is time to do it all over again? All right. So I I like that question. I I hadn't really thought about it. So that is a great question from Lori. Um, And again, the answer is it depends. If you have a stainless or a chromed grate, you're not really seasoning it per se like you are a, a, a carbon steel or a cast iron grate. So you're oiling it, which is lubricating it so that you can cook on it, but that will cook away when you put the meat on it. It's going to, you know, move and put the fats so, against so that. that that's pretty much every time. Yeah. So if, yeah. if you've got like a chrome grate or a stainless grate that is not going to hold that seasoning and take it in, you're probably going to be doing that every time. Now, I will also say if you've got a cast or a uh, just a carbon steel grate, like a mesh grate or something like you find on a lot of smokers, you're going to season that in initially, and that's going to you know stop any rust from occurring. So you'll spray that down like you did, and typically I'll heat the cooker up to about 350 or 400 degrees and just let it burn for a couple of hours until any funky sooty smoke is gone until any uh of that oil kind of burning is gone and then let it cool down and as i i'll spray it one more time very lightly and just hand wipe that so that it's a very thin layer that is cooling onto the metal and that'll season those grates once they are seasoned up and ready to go when i cook on them i still want to use a fresh coat of oil or a little bit of fat to lubricate them so my food doesn't stick. And I'll probably still do that every time. And you definitely want to clean them every time uh, with a grill brush. And so as long as you're not getting it so hot that you're burning that seasoning back off, which you would see that, you would see it kind of chunk and flake off like it would on a skillet if you got a cast iron skillet too hot, um, you'll be fine. You're going to go ahead and oil every time. But you only need to do that seasoning process where you really do the whole thing and bring it up and back down maybe once a season. You know, I think you're probably going to be fine doing that. So it's kind of an annual event. 
Yeah, I would say that's first part of the year when you're cleaning everything out. Give that thing a really nice clean. Uh, go ahead and, and re-oil everything. Get it hot. Burn that in. Rest it. And as it's cooling down, give it that nice thin coat. That'll get you seasoned up for the for the grilling season. And then every cook, you're going to want to start with a fresh, clean grate. You're going to want to spritz that with a little bit of your high heat oil, whatever you're using. And canola, I think, is what you said you were using, which is fine. A couple of other great options, though, are grapeseed or avocado oil. What you want to stay away from is what I would call salad oils, like black walnut or sesame or anything that is doesn't have a high flash or smoke point. Uh, which are usually those very flavorful oils that you would find in a salad. So, yeah, stick with the canola. You'll be good to go there. Thank you for that question. And we will definitely be getting a shirt and a copy of that barbecue Bible out to Mansfield, Ohio. And, you know, with that, we'll get the T-shirt out as well. So next segment, we are going to be talking with Tom Jackson. He's a chef instructor. He's a social media influencer. We're going to dig into some great flavors and techniques with him. Check out all of his content at thesauce.atbbq.com. You can check out all of his uh, trials and travels and tribulations over at Instagram at, at Chef Tom Jackson. And you can also find some of the content that they're producing over at, at ATBBQ on Instagram as well. Coming up next, it is Chef Tom Jackson right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Check out Barbecue Radio Nation on Facebook. Give us a like. When it comes to barbecue, every pitmaster should start with the best beef and pork possible. That's why the top-rated barbecue restaurants from Texas to North Carolina choose Creekstone Farms premium Black Angus beef and all-natural Duroc heritage pork. Go to shop.creekstonefarms.com and get the same briskets, burgers, ribs, and steaks served around the country delivered right to your door. Use promo code RADIO and get 10% off your entire order. Welcome back to the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Andy Groneman, along with our executive producer and co-host today, T-Bone. And we've got a returning guest this week. It is always great to get a chance to catch up with him. He drops new content every single week on The Sauce, which is ATBBQ's blog, and of course at the All Things BBQ YouTube channel. So click on the subscribe button there so you can stay up to date on all the amazing recipe and product info landing there. Welcome back to the show, Tom Jackson. Hey, thanks, guys. It's good to be back. (laughs) Awesome. Well, before we dive too deep into some of the flavors and the recipes and all that, you know, I was it was just dawning on me that you're in your 10th year now over at ATBBQ, right? Didn't you start in 2014? I had my nine year anniversary back in March. So, yeah, I'm I'm working on year Year 10. 10. So for our listeners that don't know, that comes with a few milestones and accolades along the way. So, Tom, through that. All Things Barbecue YouTube channel has over 570,000 subscribers watching content every week, probably over a thousand videos shot and 800 on the channel or more uh, over at the at All Things BBQ YouTube channel. It's one of those staples that you have to check out. And just a couple of stats before we drive right into it. 
Yeah, the number one video over there, of course, is a brisket video, the Texas brisket, and it's had over three million views, three million four hundred thousand views. And four of the top five videos are different takes on brisket and pastrami, but we're talking eleven million views on those videos. Is that crazy or what? Dang, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> right i didn't know all that <laughs> I, I i was just looking through it because i'm like man it's been a decade since tom and i met this is pretty wild and i just went back to look and see how how well things have done and what's grown over time and it, it was just blowing my mind a little bit 11 million views just yeah. on those top five videos yeah brisket is king on that video it's on the on the youtube channel that's for sure um we we've had so much success with that first pastrami video, but it drives me nuts because we've come so far in production and my presentation since that video came out that I hate to watch it back. So as a matter of fact, today I was doing a little test for a video that's coming up this upcoming month where we do pastrami versus corned beef, because I've, I've gotten so many requests for corned beef, especially in March, you know, around St. Patty's people want to, see corned beef and i keep telling just go watch the pastrami video it's corned beef but better yeah uh and 100%. today i actually put that to the test and a hundred percent of our employees will tell you pastrami beats corned beef but i'll let you decide for yourself when the video comes out i suppose oh yeah i'll, I'll be ready to do that and that's one of the things i was going to ask you because obviously going back and looking at some of the first videos to now not only has like the production and the presentation style and all of that, you know, gotten better with the the cameras and kind of the flow and all of those things. But you've cooked a lot of stuff on a lot of cookers since then. And your hacks mm -hmm. change, your some of your techniques yeah. probably change. And I, I was going to ask, because I knew that pastrami versus corned beef video is coming up. Like you look at that original one, 3 million views, you go back now and say, how do I make that one better? Right? Like it, cause you've yeah. got, you've got more hacks and stuff. So what would you do different versus that first video today for your pastrami without giving away the, the versus video? <laughs> so I think I, I think I've come to let my, my brisket soak a little longer in the brine. I'm not in such a hurry to get it out in five or seven days or whatever. If it sits in there seven or 10 days, I'm good with that. Um, but at the same time, I'm also, I'm using less pink salt than I was originally because, uh, you know, that's just one of those things that people get sensitive about. They're real worried about, am I using too much pink salt? And it turns out like you don't need a lot of it to really get that pink color into the pastrami and of course help prevent, you know, that possibility of botulism or whatever, uh, the, the bacterial growth. Um, so those, I mean, those are minor things, but for the most part, that recipe hasn't changed a lot. I've cooked it a lot of times. I've made little tweaks, but for the most part, it's it's pretty similar to what it was seven years ago. Pink salt is essentially your curing agent. We're not talking about Himalayan pink salt. We're talking about a salt that's either got a nitrite or nitrites and nitrates in it. And those break down and help protect the meat uh, when you're curing it. So, you know, when you have that pink salt, if you use too much, it's not good. If you use not enough, it's not good. So it's fairly scientific how much you want to use. But it's always, I always like the product better on the lightest end of that that you can get. So just like you said, when you can dial that back a little bit, once you're comfortable with the size of your brisket, what you're trimming out, all of those things, uh, I think it makes a better product too, to kind of dial that back just a touch. Yeah, for sure.
So on the on the outside, do you have a proprietary rub that you're using on that? Has that changed at all or nope it's still um 50 50 black peppercorns and cor- uh, whole coriander, whole coriander seeds coriander, that I, yeah. uh, toast them and crack them so that they're not whole anymore but that's that's it um it's got all the salt it needs from that brine so it doesn't need anything extra on the outside i'm just doing coriander and black pepper so you did a video recently um that was uh a oh what's what's the word i'm looking for it's a specific kind of pizza in chicago not the deep dish oh the tavern style. yes the tavern style and that is one of my favorite kind of pizzas so i was going to ask you what is the what's the secret to getting that crust perfect on a tavern style pizza and if you haven't you need to go out to the website and check out that video folks if you just look up tavern style chicago pizza you'll find it uh give yeah. us the the tip tom so I, I've done this a handful of ways trying to do my research on it. And I, I didn't go nearly as deep as Kenji did, but if you guys know Jay Kenji Alt Lopez, he, he's a, he's over at, um, gosh, what is the name of that website? Why am I blanking on it now? Anyway, he's a food writer. He's won a James Beard award for his first cookbook, but he really went on a four or five month deep dive on how to make this tavern style. And I kind of paid attention along the way, you know, and I had mine kind of, I thought I felt pretty good about it. And then he came out with a hack that uh, really just changed everything for me. And that is after you roll your, so this is a really thin cracker style pizza crust for those that don't know what tavern style is. And it turns out the, the real secret to getting that thin cracker style crust is uh, rolling out your pizza skins the night before you're going to cook them and leave them out on the counter and let them dry out. So they dehydrate overnight and then when you cook them i actually start them in a pan with some olive oil and fry them and then i launch them onto the pizza deck so you get kind of a fried cracker consistency out of the out of the pizza crust and and i'm not gonna lie it's one of my favorite ways to do pizza now but you leave it out overnight and let it dry some Mm -hmm. that i would have never thought of that i'm wondering if it started off as an accident well and (laughs) right right so like when i i hadn't tried that before um and honestly back in december so four or five months ago kenji had posted um a blog about this and he mentioned nothing about that so somehow along the way he figured it out too and it's funny we actually shot that recipe video i felt decent about it um and then that same day he came out with that technique and posted it on social media and i happened to see it and i said we got to shoot this video again because we're missing something here um so that was interesting that was it's one of the few times we've full-on scrapped a video and i started from scratch that we'd already shot yep well we are here talking with chef tom jackson you can subscribe to the youtube channel at all things barbecue or check out everything at the sauce.atbbq.com talking more with chef tom jackson next right here on barbecue radio network Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com.
Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network with my co-host and executive producer extraordinaire T-Bone and I'm Andy Groneman. We are back talking with Chef Tom Jackson. He is the staff chef, instructor, and barbecue guru in the teaching kitchen of all things barbecue. His instructional videos have hit tens of millions of views and with over 800 in the catalog, it continues to grow every week over there at All Things Barbecue on their YouTube channel. So go check that out. Subscribe so that you can get all the great videos. Welcome back, Tom. Thank you guys so much. Glad to be back. So there was a pretty cool video uh, last week or maybe even two weeks ago now, you know, where you did burnt end corn dogs. And I remember watching part of the video uh, where you were talking about how when you were getting ready to practice for it, you're like, ah, we'll see how this goes. And then all of a sudden it became the most epic, you know, food on a stick ever. <laughs> yeah. It, this has state fair written all over it. Um, when I came up with it, I figured it was a good gimmick if nothing else. And, you know, I like to balance things between stuff that I'd really, really want to eat and stuff that seems really kind of fun to do. And it turns out these two became the same thing because like once we, <laughs> tasted burnt ends corn dogs it was all over they're ridiculously good (laughs) yeah i mean it it looked like uh they were awesome so give give me a little rundown on the the core of that just so folks know what to go look for when they see that video and uh yeah like what made them what made them special what made them hum well, so everyone loves burn-ins anyway. Um, you know, we did a low and slow smoke on the Yoder overnight at like 190, cranked it up in the morning a little bit, cubed them, sauced them, all that stuff that we would normally do with burn-ins. But then we threaded like five of them onto bamboo skewers and dipped them in a beer batter with uh, fresh or actually cream corn mixed into it. So you get some actual corn kernels in there. So you get a real like corny beer batter flavor out of them and deep fried them. And then we kind of finished these bad boys. If we're going to go all the way, we might as well go completely over the top. So we finished them with powdered sugar and a chipotle raspberry barbecue sauce on top. And it really was just purely over the top goodness. That is awesome. Well, you've got a, uh, you've got some, you know, trips coming up. I know there's a, uh, there's a Kamado Joe event coming and there's a few other things going on in the Northeast. What do you got coming up there? Yeah. So tomorrow morning, I'll, of course, you know, I don't know what day it is in real life right now, but tomorrow morning we're flying out to New York city. We've got brisket King at pig beach barbecue in Queens. Uh, our buddy Sean Kiever, uh, is competing in that. And he's, he's let me know he's thinking he's going to serve these corn dogs, uh, and try and show up all these central Texas, uh, brisket guys with something a little bit silly and a little bit fun. Well, Brisket so, King's a cool event, and I'm pretty yeah. sure he did it last year. And uh, he always likes to throw something crazy at him. So that the fact that you're going to be there with him doing that, like I, I expect that'll take it over the top. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. We're gonna. I think we'll probably just be a fly on the wall for that one. I'm just hanging out to see what's going on. Uh, there's so many great chefs that are cooking brisket tomorrow night. I'm just stoked to be able to hang out and, and watch it and, and experience a little bit of that. But beyond that, we we do have the Kamado Joe connected Kamado uh, grill launch on Thursday. Uh, and that's going to be really fun. It's, it's like a hundred uh, media folks that are going to come and check out these new grills. Uh, you know, Kamado's got these new grills that self light themselves 
and uh, we'll regulate their temperature, but they're still burning charcoal. So it's not like you're on a pellet grill. It's just some of the conveniences of the pellet grill while still cooking on charcoal. Uh, I'm pretty excited to be cooking on that one. That'll be neat because those grills, I feel like, are kind of the evolution of adding a, you know, some type of a blower fan to your can or your kettle or, but they're doing it in a way that integrates it into that Kamado style cooker, which should be phenomenal. Uh, Great heat control in those. So I'm anxious to see uh, how those cook and what you think of that. Cause I've I've seen they were coming and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how those work. I'm in the same boat. I, uh, I don't have any cooking time on them yet, so it'll be fun just to show up and see what happens. Yeah, that'll be cool. And then what else you got going? Uh, still staying in New York this weekend. We'll be back at Pig Beach on Saturday for a charity fundraiser that they do annually. Uh, the Chef Jeff uh, charity oh, yeah, fundraiser. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're just going to hang out, do a little light cooking for that. Brought some. I'm packing some extra stuff. We're going to put some tri-tips underneath the plane. Uh, we, we got some special stuff that we're going to fire off for that. Um, but it's really just about hanging out and, and getting to know some people and spending some time in the city. In general, the the guys running that Brisket King event, they do a Rib King and uh, do some stuff at Pig Beach as well. Uh, just There's a huge uh, barbecue scene up there in the Northeast that you wouldn't expect to be there, but it's there. Uh, so yeah. it's really cool to uh, – I'm, I'm excited to get your take on that because I've gotten to spend a little time up there. Uh, over the years and i'm anxious to see what your take in, on it is now too because you've spent time on both coasts uh and and obviously spent a bunch of time uh you know over on the left coast too so i'm really anxious to get your take on kind of those pieces once you're back that'll be awesome but you know yeah, I, it'll be really fun to see how they're cooking their their brisket up there because it really is a lot it's i think it's almost entirely like chef's and cooks from the Northeast that are going to be cooking. But of course they're adapting techniques and styles from all over. Um, Oh, I take it back. Joey's Joey Machado is going to be there. He's a Texas guy. Oh yeah. Um, But, uh, and he's, he's a good dude. I look forward to seeing that guy. Uh, Blue smoke is going to be there. Um, There's a, a chef from kimchi smoke, which should be really interesting to see if he does something a little bit different. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see all the different kinds of brisket I get to try out this week. And one year Izzy's was there and they do a kosher brisket. And I don't know if, I don't know if he's there or not this year, but, uh, and I think he may have even won like in 2019. All right. I can't remember now. I got to go back and look on the list right now, but they, uh, that was, uh, that was a pretty, pretty cool, uh, chunk, but you've, you've got all kinds of stuff going on. You're traveling and you've been working on a new rub too. You've got a new fish rub coming out, right? Yeah, that's right. So I developed a new, uh, fish rub. Uh, if I'm getting specific salmon rub, um, that's really what I, I tried to, to, to really cater it toward was that, and that's one of my favorite fish to eat. Um, but yeah, that'll be coming out through Cattleman's Grill here in the next couple of months. Uh, and I'm pretty stoked about it. It's, it's got a great blend of kind of, um, a little bit of barbecue, a lot of bit of herb, a little bit of, uh, citrus. Um, there's, there's some cool stuff going on there. 
And what do you think really sets it off and makes it like a, what I would call a quintessential salmon rub or fish rub? What what piece of that really jumps out and is, is going to pop on that fish? I think my favorite two little hints of flavor in there that uh, maybe three, let me go three, my, that, that are, just make it a little bit different and make it really appropriate for seafood and for ge- fish in general uh, would be uh, one, the ginger. Uh, ginger is always a great fresh pop. Um, there's some lemon peel in there. I love a little citrus with your, uh, seafood and then the bay leaf actually really adds a lot, I think. And I think that's pro- the bay leaf will sneak up on people and they won't think about that being in there. Yeah. You kind of don't know what it is. You just know it's there. <laughs> All right. Give me, give me a 20 second campfire queso tip, which is the video everybody needs to go watch. Yeah, campfire queso video came out. We cooked that in the fire pit. Uh, not required, but the sodium citrate helps it not break. That's a really fun tool that we could talk for a long time about. Just Google it instead. Uh, you can leave it out if you're afraid of it, but don't be afraid of it because uh, there's a lot of fun to be had there with turning gourmet cheeses into essentially processed American cheeses. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tom. Don't forget to head on over to the sauce.atbbq.com. Sign up for the insider list so you can stay up to date and not miss a single recipe video. Hit the atbbq.com store for all your books, tools, and accessories. You can follow him on Instagram at, at Chef Tom Jackson or stay up to date on events and happenings through ATB bbq.com or all things barbecue on facebook coming up next t-bone and i will be right here on barbecue radio network we build a grill hosting manufacturing You have a better recipe for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. Holstein Manufacturing, we build the grill. Welcome back to Todd and Andy here on Barbecue Radio Network. This segment is brought to you by Holstein Manufacturing. Check them out at HolsteinMFG.com. They have NSF certified cookers and grills and, of course, my favorite corn roasters. And do not forget their mobile event and catering rigs as well. Check them out at HolsteinMFG.com. Stephen just left, but man, there's just so much stuff as you think about the 25 years and the Yes, the barbecue Bible's been around that long, but over the 32 other books that he's presented us with, like he brought to us the caveman steak. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. And and just so many other things. What's your favorite? Well, he is the inventor of the beer can chicken. Yes. Who has not done a beer can chicken. And you may recall he did a whole book about beer can chicken. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so there's just so many places that get touched with things that he's 
introduce people to. For me, the caveman steak was the first really cool. How many times have you done this where you've fired up the coals and thrown the steak right on the coals and people lose their minds? Right, right. Yeah. But and you know it works. You, and you learned it from him. Yeah. And I remember him doing uh, this like linen, like cotton linen wrapped roast and then he just put it directly on the fire like the caveman steak, left it in the linen. It's like... Uh, that's just the craziest yeah, thing I've ever seen in my life. Just, you could break it off almost because yeah. it, it dried the, the linen out after he soaked it. But yeah, I've just I, it's amazing the amount of cool stuff that's come out of all of the things that he's gone around the globe and learned for us. Yeah, so, it's just been out of bounds, right? That's the thing that I love is just it's craziness. It's just things that you just don't even think of. Yeah. Well, so it's time now for our All Things Barbecue product spotlight. Their website is www.atbbq.com. All Things Barbecue has all the tools and accessories you need to take your barbecue to the next level. Your neighbors will be jumping over the fence to get a taste. So get fired up and get the supplies to do it all at All Things Barbecue, www.atbbq.com. And I know Todd has been chomping at the bit for this. He has a great product he wanted to oh, share. Oh, Andy, I am I'm telling you this this one's for you, buddy. This is the Napoleon 3-in-1 roasting rib rack. This is the Swiss Army knife for your grill, Andy. The reversible rack lets you roast chicken, pork, or beef, lifting the meat from the cooking grids for airflow and convection. Flip the rack over and roast a beer can chicken. Beer can chicken. Yes. It's got the hole right in the yeah, rack for it. I it's already got saw a stable it. stand. And then the roasting rack is perfect for ribs, which you can roast up to four racks at once. Remember to slide a drip tray under the roast to catch those juices for that yummy cook for tasty gravy. $23.99 and it's dishwasher safe. Nice, nice. Very cool. Well, we'll check that out at the website, atbbq.com. And, you know... Speaking of using a rack and getting good airflow underneath the meat, and, you know, when we were talking with Stephen, that's part of the Ten Commandments of grilling is keeping that airflow right, having the zone cooking. But let's talk a little bit about that. You know, fire management and airflow in your pit. Uh, what What's the some of the best ways to address that and handle it? Well, you, you need to understand what you're cooking on all, you know, all the time. That's usually like one of the things, you know, when people ask, uh, as you know, Andy, like, how long is this going to take? Or do I cook it fat side up or fat side down? You know, the the first answer is a question. What are you cooking on? So with airflow, are you cooking on an offset? And I've been playing with my uh, all things or Yoder smokers, uh, Cimarron, stretch Cimarron smoker. Yeah, yeah. And that is... I've really gotten into just playing with the airflow, not only um, kind of from the inlet, but in the barrel and just creating zones. It's a lot of fun. So uh, and you have a damper on the one side that you can pull that changes the airflow in the front of the pit yep. to the back. Yeah. And so how you set up uh, can really change the airflow. Um and, you know, usually it's the uh, – you control from the back. So you control where the fire's at. And you uh, – you know, if you need a little uh, – need to go a little hotter, you open it up. If you need to go a little lower, you close it down. Leave the stack wide open. Uh, but then there's something like a, a Kamado Joe or a Big Green Egg. And, you know, you've, you've got to really watch the airflow in those or it'll spike on you. So usually it's just a crack on the bottom – 
and then I'm usually wide open on the top, and but I control on the bottom. And, you know, it'll really allow that air to come in, warm up on the coals, and then go up and convect around the dome. Um, so, you know, it really is, you, you got to know what you're cooking on, and don't be afraid to experiment, move pieces of meat around to different parts of the grate, and just get a feel for, for how it works um, with your particular setup. And when you talk about an offset, um You've even got so many variations in an offset cooker. So you're talking about what I would call a traditional offset, yep. which is a bottom-up cook. There are reverse flow offsets. Yep. And then you've got what, I mean, it's been around for a long time, but it's relatively new in in terms of contests and hitting the market where people can purchase them as a Texas-style offset where you're cooking top-down. Like yeah. a Jambo or an Outlaw or one of those kind of pits. And the big difference in those, like mine, like you said, is a, is the the heat from the bottom and rising up as it goes across this diffuser. But something like a, a hotter and faster Texas pit, it's all about the location of the firebox. The higher that firebox is in comparison to the barrel, the more direct that airflow is going to shoot across the top of the barrel versus gradually come from the bottom and find its way up. Yeah, and it's funny, the first time that, that I cooked on that style of, of cooker, um, so Rod Gray, who you know, uh, I was going to be flying out to cook with a friend of ours, Rob Marion. We, I was flying to, gosh, I think it was the Shelby contest, mm-hmm. uh, and I was going to cook on his Jambo. I had not cooked on one of those, and Rod gave me the super quick tutorial. He's like, when you he's like and he's the guy to teach you yeah pellet envy he yeah. knows he knows those pits inside and out and he said here's the deal you're going to run your fire like this but he's like if you want to see how it's going to react in the pit open the doors and you can see the heat signature of that particular pit on the doors because again it comes in at huh. the top it rises up and then it it reflects and it goes back down towards the stack and so all of them are slightly different but if you open the doors there was literally a v Huh. on the doors that followed that heat signature crazy and and of course he was cooking there that weekend too i think he won pork which was amazing because you don't do that in north carolina and, <laughs> yeah. and you know they're slicing your tires on the way out of town <laughs> but it was it was just neat to see how the pit cooks and get to cook on one yeah yeah that's cool man i'm geeking out over here that's pretty cool <laughs> um, you can see the, the the convection in the barrel that's and, nuts and while we all love pellet cookers that is one thing that you lose if you've learned to cook on a pellet cooker because it does such a great job of controlling the airflow you don't have to learn how to manage that fire so even for people that i say if you if you're starting with a pellet cooker Go back to charcoal. Go back to wood at some point and learn how to properly manage. Yeah, I mean, fire. even if you've got a big green air Kamado, you can put a little draft fan on there and uh, just forced forced air, forced draft. So you know, it's 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 nice because you can control it electronically, but you know, you're you are losing that uh, learning that skill set. But any, not that uh, there's anything wrong with that. But. Any tips for for just your good old kettle style grill? Well, I think, you know, Steven said it best. It's uh, the three zone fire, which he's been teaching since the beginning, right? So you've got uh, a hot zone on one side of the kettle and then in the middle you've got a cooler zone and then off to the other side on on the opposite of the hot side is a neutral and so what he calls the safe zone and so yeah he's been teaching that forever and i still use that right you need to have something 
where I'm going to sear, but I, I need to be able to control that, you know, and, and have a place me, on that grate. What was interesting about that is I'd kind of forgotten his terminology for that. And I always just use that as my indirect cooking zone. So when I teach that, I always talk to people about direct and indirect cooking. I'm not thinking of it as like a neutral cool zone where I'm protecting the meat. I, I put the lid on and I might use it as 300 degrees. Wasn't it crazy just kind of having flashbacks of the, as he was talking and just like three zone fire, taking a, 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 a rag and putting oil on the grate. Like we learned all that stuff from him. Yeah. We want to thank Stephen Reichland for being on the show. And again, we've got a great giveaway for the 25th anniversary of the Barbecue Bible. So make sure you go follow Stephen Reichland on Facebook, follow Barbecue Radio Network, and then send in an Ask Andy question to askandy at barbecueradionetwork.com or just hit us in the Facebook Messenger. Check Stephen out at barbecuebible.com or stream his TV shows at stephenreichland.com. And don't forget to head on over to allthingsbarbecue at atbbq.com and pick up the sauce of the month, smoke on wheels kansas city bootleg thank you all for joining us and next week we're excited to bring you aaron franklin right here on barbecue radio network every barbecue radio network show is archived and available through your favorite podcast platform each and every thursday 